you are listening to There Are Lots of Things, show number 16. I'm your co-host, Maddie. And I'm your co-host, April. And we are going to take you on yet another journey with us. So, what should we talk about today? Well, there are lots of things, but I think we should talk about Hocus Pocus. I love that idea. You are talking about the Disney movie. Yes. And not just A bunch of Hocus Pocus. Okay, cool. Yes, we're talking about the Disney movie. Let's go ahead, I guess, and just start with our trivia question. All right. Well, April, who directed Hocus Pocus? Before research for this, I had no idea. Did you know who directed this? I don't think that I had any concept of directors when I was a child, and it just didn't occur to me as an adult to look into it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the answer is Kenny Ortega. Do you know who that is? No. (laughs) Oh. Well, now I do. Well, he's done some pretty cool stuff, like High School Musical, all three of them. He's also directed and choreographed The Descendants, so these are all Disney Channel original movies, and they're great. Are they? They are. But he's also choreographed some other cool things, like Dirty Dancing, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Pretty in Pink, He also, and this one's a shout-out to your husband, he directed 11 episodes of Gilmore Girls. So this year, Kenny Ortega was honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Cool. And then Disney has a biannual conference that they do called D23, and he was awarded a Disney Legend Award at uh, this past conference. Well, congratulations, Kenny Ortega. So pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. Apparently he's like 72, so. Well, let's uh, refresh ourselves on what we're doing. Um, this is another episode of our Does It Hold Up format, I guess. Yes, yeah, series maybe? Yeah, series. We did one episode of this. It was Harry Potter. The first one, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which I believe the verdict was meh. Meh. So the Does It Hold Up was our original podcast idea of revisiting pop culture stuff from our youths as adults and asking whether or not it holds up through adult eyes. So today we are judging whether or not the movie Hocus Pocus is a good movie as an adult. Yep, that is what we are doing. We'll see what our verdict is at the end. But I think as we read through this, you're going to you're going to be able to have a good idea of, of how we as you read through it, as we read through it to you. Follow along on your workbooks. (laughs) As you listen to this podcast, you'll hear just how much Maddie and I feel about this movie. We have a lot of feelings, I think. Yeah. Um, Do you want to explain what Hocus Pocus is for anyone who doesn't know? Well, for the movie Hocus Pocus, yeah. So Disney bought the script in 1984, and it just sat there, and they didn't do anything with it. For about eight years, and then the original title, which I thought this was interesting, this was going to be our trivia question before I changed it, but the original title was Disney's Halloween House. Hmm. It was supposed to be much darker and scarier. Interesting. And I think you can kind of feel, like, them going into some of that directions when they, when you're, like, Danny in the closet and you're looking out at Max and... When uh, Binks is looking into the the Sanderson's cottage yeah. um, with the three kids, it's supposed to make you be like, who's looking out at these right, kids? Right. 
The film was released in July of 1993 instead of the fall of 1993 because another great Disney movie came out during that time. And that was The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. And Disney didn't want them to compete for top box office. um, It's funny that they came out the same year. Mm Mm-hmm. I might have I might have just held one and released it fall of the following year. Yeah, I don't know. They were ready. Maybe you're right they should have because the film only grossed a little less than forty thousand dollars. Forty million dollars. Yeah, forty thousand dollars would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> so but it it did uh get more popular over the years, especially during the month of October. Different T V stations. Uh, put it out there, Freeform, formerly known as ABC Family, shows it during the month of October. Disney Channel, I think, used to show it during the month of October. And then anyone, I guess, who had it on DVD or VHS probably watched it every Halloween as well. And I did read a fun fact, too, that every year there's a million dollars in DVD sales in October for this. Really? Yeah. Well, so the movie, broadly is about a villainous trio of witches, the Sanderson sisters. And they are, uh, it takes place in Salem, Massachusetts, famously creepy place. Mm-hmm. And it takes place on Halloween. And we'll get into the more granular plot details. But basically, it's about these these kids trying to um, keep these witches from sucking the souls out of all the children in Salem. Uh, It takes place on Halloween in 1993, but Halloween that year was on a Sunday and there was no full moon. There is a full moon in the movie. There hasn't been a full moon on Halloween since 1974. And I thought this was really interesting. The next full moon on Halloween will be next year in 2020. Spooky. It's going to be pretty cool. The Sanderson sisters are probably coming back Mm. next year, but it'll be fine because we're not kids anymore. Oh yeah, that's true. We'll just be put under their dancing spell. It's fine. I love dancing. <laughs> April, when when did you first experience this film? Yeah, so I don't remember a time that Hocus Pocus wasn't in my life. That's probably because it came out when I was a year and a half old. Mm-hmm. We always, I think, watched it. My mom really, really liked uh, this movie or likes this movie. So we always had it on during the Halloween time period. Yeah, so I don't remember... Never not seen it, and I don't remember my first time seeing it. I do know that my mom and my sister really liked the movie, like, really, really liked the movie, and I kind of just tolerated it for a little while. Uh, well, I also, I don't remember seeing this movie, uh, for the first time. Like, I can remember seeing Nightmare Before Christmas for the first time, and I, I assume that I saw them around the same time. Mm-hmm. But I do... I do really love this movie. It's probably my favorite Halloween movie in terms of just things that I have to watch every year. Maybe Nightmare Before Christmas is too, but I just think it's fun. It's not, I don't like having the crap scared out of me. Mm -hmm. And so I like that it's like Halloween-y and cheesy. And I love most of the actors in this movie. I love Bette Midler and Kathy Najimy. Najimy? Anyway, it's good. (laughs) All right, well... I guess we're going to go through the movie. Okay, don't sound too excited. <laughs> we're going to go through this movie, and we're going to take you, not necessarily scene by scene, but plot by plot, 
with this movie and kind of give our opinions on different things that happen throughout the movie. Cool. Sound good, Maddie? It sounds great. Spoiler alert, if you have not seen the movie and you don't want it spoiled, don't listen to this. All right. This movie is 96 minutes long. It did have a rating of PG, which I think is a little interesting. Um, As opposed to G? No. As opposed to PG-13? Yeah. Yeah. However, though, on Freeform these days, it says PG-14 up there. Really? Yeah. Because of the excessive use of the word virgin. (laughs) Which we'll talk about. Wow. I'm sure. All right. So. I do remember seeing this movie at an age where I did not understand what a virgin was. Yes, I would would agree with that. Didn't, I mean was had no inclination to research this. I'm not sure how I would have anyway. Yeah. But I was like, haha, virgin. And then as you continue to get older and you're watching it, you're like, okay, we get it. He's a virgin. Right, yeah. We get it. Stop talking about right, it. Yeah. I was going to go. I forgot to I forgot they said it so many times. So when we started watching the movie, I wasn't keeping a tally of it. Mm-hmm. I tried to go online to see how many times that they said it and I couldn't find anywhere. So no one else huh. was asking this question, which I probably looked weird typing it in, but <laughs> I, was, I didn't feel like going through and rewatching the movie because I just watched it. Yeah. So if anybody watches this movie, please count how many times they say virgin and, and let us know. Yeah. Fun drinking game. <laughs> yeah, it probably would be. So the movie opens in the 17th century in Salem, Massachusetts. And uh, if this is like a prequel kind of situation. So the first character that you meet is named Thackeray Binks, which Mm -hmm. I definitely thought was Zachary with a lisp for a while. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, he wakes up and he realizes that his little sister is gone. And so he goes outside to look for her and sees her running away uh, into the woods with a witch. Mm -hmm. So they're running towards a cottage in the woods. So Winnie, Mary, and Sarah, they are the Sanderson sisters. Side note, so Winifred Winnie is played by Bette Midler. Mary is played by Kathy Najimy. I think that's how you say her name. And then Sarah is played by Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm not a huge Sarah Jessica Parker fan. I'm not in other things, but I do think she's pretty funny in this movie. Um, These witches, these old-looking witches, they are brewing a, a potion which will enable them to suck the life out of young children so that they themselves can be young again. But not too young. Just a couple years younger than what they look like now. <laughs> yeah, they're, I think they're shooting for, like, early 20s. Yeah, it doesn't really work out that way for them. No. Uh, so Thackeray, so they're, you know, trying to do this with Emily, Thackeray's little sister. And Thackeray attempts to stop them, but he's too late. Mm. So they, they kill his sister. They have kind of a scuffle. And uh, they curse Thackeray to live forever in the form of a black cat. Which looks awfully close to the black cat and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm, yeah. Once he's turned into the cat and he starts talking with his real voice, we'll talk a little bit yeah. about that in a second. I always imagine the cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch voice coming out of him. <laughs> and then it's like this very soft-spoken, kind of almost girly voice in a sense. Yeah. And I'm always thrown off by it the first time he speaks. And then when he doesn't speak for a little bit, he comes back on and speaks. I'm like, oh, God, 
You do not sound like I want you to sound. I thought it was kind of interesting that the, the, the curse is not just the curse of being a cat, but mm-hmm. living with the guilt of not mm-hmm. saving his sister from them. That's yeah. a shitty thing to do. Well, I mean, if you're going to live forever, better make him suffer the whole time. Yeah, I just think it was like a layer of... Extra. Yeah, like emotional torture <laughs> by the Sanderson sisters. Because most of the time they're just like... Silly. Stupid. Yeah, they're not yeah. like actually mean. vicious. Yeah. All right. After all of this, this happened, the townspeople finally barge in, but it's obviously too late. Emily is dead and Thackeray is a cat. I guess he hasn't gotten his voice yet because he can't tell anybody that he's a cat because he's just going around kind of rubbing himself all cat-like on people's legs. Yeah, and they're like, ugh, get away. Yeah, get away, you monster. <laughs> they go and they put the three witches on. Well, they don't even give them a trial. They just straight hang them. Yeah, probably Wh- because the body of Emily was... Right there. Yeah. They did not know where Thackeray was. And they didn't really, you know, try to put two and two together that these are witches and there's a random cat now hanging out. Maybe she did some weird stuff on the my son and turned him into a cat. There was no logic thought out there. Right. Maybe they did some weird stuff on my son. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another weird fun fact for you. The Salem Witch Trials end... Of May 1693, and this is technically October 1693. So I don't know if there was just like, oh, we found some more witches. Let's go ahead and continue on with right. the, even though we said we ended it, we didn't get them all type deal, but just kind of a. You missed a big one. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. They have a big ass cauldron in their cottage. These are for, all of the for signs. chili. <laughs> <laughs> They're Massachusetts. It's probably like clam chowder. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. So they do go and they they take the three witches to the center of the town. And they go and put a noose around their necks. And they're all standing there. At that time, Winnie goes and somehow manages the spell book out of one of the town people's hands. Mm-hmm. And then puts a curse on the town. On She, she says something to the fact that a virgin is going to light the candle in our cottage. Mm-hmm. Why they wouldn't have gotten rid of the candle, I don't know. But Why they wouldn't have torn down the cottage. Yeah. Right? Yes. They leave it exactly <laughs> as it is. I mean, like, untouched yeah. for hundreds of years. <laughs> 300 years. Yeah. But they put a curse on saying that on the full moon of All Hallows' Eve, there's going to be a virgin that lights the candle and brings us back to life. And then they, they hang her. Them. And you see the three dangling feet, yeah, just like there, which was another like, what? This is PG. Mm-hmm. Times were a little different in '93, right? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a nice uh, transition because right then, as they're hanging uh, there, you hear a woman's voice come in, and she's like, "And that's then no one knew whatever happened to Th- Thackeray Banks," and then. Uh, you realize that all of this has been a story mm-hmm. told by a teacher to her high school class. Don't know why. Not sure what educational value this has. Oh, it's Salem. You know, you Salem. always talk about the witches. They fucking love Halloween. It's everything <laughs> there. So anyway, so they so that transitions now to 1993, and they're in the classroom, and uh, this 
teacher who's like in a Halloween sweater mm-hmm. and a Halloween witch hat, and she's all Halloweened out. And everyone loves the story that she's mm-hmm. telling. Oh my god, it's so creepy. There's this teenager, Max Dennison. Everyone's like, what? Halloween. And he's like, ugh. <laughs> Halloween. I hate it here. I'm a teenager from LA, and I hate it here. <laughs> he tells everybody how much he just thinks it's all nonsense. Doesn't believe in ghosts. Doesn't believe in witches. Thinks Halloween is a conspiracy. By the candy companies. Mm-hmm. Just not even. Can't. Cannot even. Point being, Max pees in the cornflakes of everybody in his class. Yeah. Including Allison. Yes, Allison. Well, they're nice yabos. That's in, in my notes of things that I do not like. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, so he's like, uh, Halloween's a conspiracy by the candy companies. And then Allison. It's like, uh, whatever, dude. Yeah, she's like, it just so happens that... Halloween is based on the ancient festival, like, whatever. Like, everyone knows this, right? Yeah. I think everyone knows it. So she explains the origin of Halloween, and it's great because everyone in the whole classroom is like, yeah, Halloween! And they're, like, all (laughs) applauding her. Someone finally stood up for this amazing holiday! (laughs) She's the hero. We need it. Uh, So then we see... (laughs) We see Max riding his bike through a graveyard, because that's a good idea. Yeah. In any situation, he gets bullied, and uh, they steal his shoes. Yeah, I I think the whole bully part is unnecessary, to be honest. They don't add anything for me. Yeah. I don't, they're they're obnoxious to look at, which I know (sighs) is the point of them, but Max already hates his life here. Like, you don't have to keep adding on to why he hates it. Like, you already feel like he hates it. He doesn't need the bullies to kind of bring his storyline to life or move it along. And they're just obnoxious. Like, they really just annoy the shit out of me. Uh, so Max comes home, and uh, his parents are still, like, unpacking their gorgeous house. Mm-hmm. Holy moly, this house is beautiful. Like, Max's room is amazing. I would love, I would live in that room. It has, like, a spiral staircase oh anyway and um (laughs) his parents are like super nice they're like hey how was school he's like it sucked (laughs) and they're like hey 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 watch your language it's like you should definitely just showed some people getting hanged yeah and then (laughs) watch your language and like sucks not that bad of a word no um his younger sister danny who was played by thora birch the only one, really, who went on to do anything after this. Yeah. Of the young people, anyway. She is very excited about Halloween. She's already dressed up as her witch costume. She is ready to go trick-or-treating in the coolest place to probably trick-or-treat on Halloween. She asked uh, Max to take take her trick-or-treating. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And she's like, well, Mom said that you had to because they're going to go to a party. And then he's like, no, I'm not. Not taking you freaking trick-or-treating out in this chaotic place. And then she just screams. Yeah. If I would have done that, my ass would have been not going out trick-or-treating that night. Yeah, kind of like, we don't know how to tie up this. Yeah, so. (laughs) Conflict. (laughs) So let's just scream at the world. Well, so they do go trick-or-treating. All is really fine and well until the bullies show up again. 
he just kind of hands off his candy to the guys. And Danny's all like, man, I'm going to go cry. On this hay bale. Yeah. They turn and they're at this gorgeous, like, white mansion of a colonial-style house is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And they're like, let's go get some candy from that house. Even though it does not look like they're giving out candy. You don't just walk into someone's house right. to get candy, but that's what they did. Yeah, they um, full-on trespass. Yeah. Just kind of open the door and get start availing themselves of sweets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Allison comes down the stairs in, like, colonial, colonial garb. She um, looked like one of the Skylar sisters to me. <laughs> Start singing. Yeah, so she comes down and, and some, I cannot figure her out because she's like, she, she just blew off Max earlier. And then she's like, hey, welcome to my house. Well, and then she's like, yeah, my parents do this every year. Right. Like, like they're this elaborate party every like, year. Like, bitch, I thought Halloween was your most favorite thing in the world. Right? And now you're like, ugh, I've got to wear this gorgeous costume. Um, also, Danny takes this opportunity to um, mm-hmm. point out that Allison does have breasts. Danny does not. She calls them yabos. She does call them yabos. <sighs> and then she lets Allison know that Max likes your yabos. Yeah. Allison. Max is way into your tits is basically what she <laughs> says to this woman. And uh, Allison's like, oh, ha ha. Let's go hang out for the rest yeah. of the night together since, yeah. You know, I'm not at all terrified of this person now. Yeah, she doesn't really know this guy that well. Yeah. I mean, they knows. obviously just really got into town if they're still unpacking. Right. She knows two things. He hates Halloween. But he loves my boobs. <laughs> he loves my boobs. <laughs> and I am way into that. Well, Danny makes some sort of comment about liking the sanderson sisters so allison comes up and is like well my mom used to own a museum that was actually the sanderson sisters cottage i guess because max really wants to hang out with her was like well let's go yeah let's go check this out we have to go check this out we have to be together (laughs) um yeah danny does not like that idea she's like i really would prefer not to do that i'm a child and I just want to get candy. I just want to get candy and go home. Binge on candy. Yeah. Probably want to watch a movie or something. And he's like, no. We have to go. We have to go to a haunted This is my chance. So they all go to... Allison changes quickly. She does. Out of that... Very complicated. Very complicated costume. Into something a little bit more casual. Something that... didn't look dated. I wouldn't wear what she was wearing. It was just jeans, a t-shirt, and a cardigan. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. pointing it out there that it didn't look that dated. Yeah. She, she's a nice-looking young lady. Mm-hmm. Um, very classy. So they she all... She definitely had her yabos covered up. She got those yabos fixed up. <laughs> and then they all drive over... Drive? I Yeah, I think they drive... You know, they run away from it, so maybe they walk... I'm not sure how they got there. Yeah, it wasn't on broomsticks. No, they drive later, though. So they might have just walked over there. Um, Open up this cottage, which, as we mentioned, has been 100% preserved since the Sanderson sisters were there. Like, Mm -hmm. what on earth are you people doing? Like, their their broomsticks are still hanging up. Mm -hmm. Their terrifying spell book. Mm Mm-hmm. 
which is made out of skin and has yeah, a human skin. Human skin and has an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is still perfectly pristine and looks exactly the same as it did at the beginning of the movie, and it's like preserved in a glass case. Um, all the furniture is still there. The cauldron is still there. Everything's exactly the same. I don't understand why the people of Salem wouldn't mm-hmm. be like, first things first, to get the <laughs> destroy this cottage and use it all for kindling. Yeah. Anyway, the black flame candle is still there. Just waiting. Yes. They didn't they did not get rid of the black flame candle. Well Max finds the black flame candle and it is like we said, rumored because they put a spell on it. To raise the spirits of the dead on Halloween night if lit by a virgin under uh, a full moon. I think most teenage boys that are hanging out with the girl they have a crush on wouldn't be like, I'm a virgin. I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Max lights the candle and promptly all of the electric bulbs in the place, because I guess they preserved everything but did fix the um, yeah i thought that was interesting the chandelier so that it you know was electric anyway all of the light bulbs explode <laughs> because the sanderson sisters hate light bulbs and uh, then they're all replaced with the actual yeah. flames so yeah that's that's what happens and you're like oh man shit's gone down and max is like whoa what happened <laughs> and danny like snaps back a virgin lit the candle, you dumbass. You're right. Minus the dumbass part, but you felt it there. Yeah, it's definitely in her eyes. <laughs> and then the the witches re-enter, and they're like, ta-da! It worked! My plan worked perfectly! Stupid virgin. Stupid idiot virgins. They don't immediately look for a virgin, though, which I think I would have. If I'd been like, ha, my plan to make a virgin light the black flame candle went off without a hitch. Yeah. I would, and first things first, be like, where is that virgin? <laughs> where is that little virgin? <laughs> Where's the little virgin hiding? Yeah, so the witches are very happy to be home. Mary, uh, the one who, I guess, has the the nose for sniffing out children. Yeah. And it takes her right to where Danny's hiding. They try to take her and put her in a cauldron. Max is like, uh, no, no, you cannot place my sister into a cauldron. So he jumps out, demanding that they release her. Winifred is like, get away from me, child. Yeah, and Winifred like, pulls out some um emperor from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Electricity powers. That's exactly what happens. So... A lot of stuff happens in pretty quick succession. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Thackeray Banks reappears as the cat. Um, Max has a good idea here. Mm-hmm. It's where he jumps up to a landing with the lighter that he used to light the black flame candle and then does this little thing where he's like, you've angered the great and powerful Max and I summon the burning rain of death. And all the sisters are like, what is that burning rain of death? And then he holds his lighter up to the sprinkler, which they mm-hmm. also installed. Yes, good for them. And uh, just activates the sprinkler. So water starts pouring out of the ceiling and the Sanderson sisters are like, oh, it burns, it burns <laughs> us. Um, giving them enough time to escape. The cat leads them to a graveyard. It's a holy area because there's a church on the graveyard, I guess. Mm-hmm. And witches can't go there. So the cat leads them straight to the grave of William Butcherson, 
and explains the story of Billy, which is that (laughs) Winnie and Billy were an item and Billy totally cheated on Winnie with Sarah. Um, Instead of being mad at Sarah, Winnie um, poisons Billy and then sews his mouth shut with a dull needle, they say. Mm -hmm. I can remember finding this whole thing kind of disturbing. So in the meantime... The Sanderson sisters realize that the burning rain of death is just water. Mm-hmm. So the, at that point, they grab their brooms yes. and head out to find those kids. They realize they're in the graveyard and they can't go to the graveyard. Like mm-hmm. I said, they can't set foot in there, but they can uh, sure as hell fly above the graveyard. Since they can't get in there, Winnie is like, oh, hey, that's my old bow. <laughs> um, so they, they raise Billy from the dead and they're ordering him to get the book. But Max picks up a branch and straight up knocks Billy's head off. It works like a charm. Yep. They evade Billy. Um, the sisters attempt to track them again because um, they've gone into the sewers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then this this is one of my favorite scenes and also I think one of the n- most not PG scenes. Yeah. Which is when they uh, the sisters are trying to go after the kids. They're walking down the street, and a bus pulls up. Yeah. So the guy, the bus driver opens the door, and he's like, you know, the witches don't understand what the bus is. I mm-hmm. can't remember exactly what they say, what they say, but they're like, oh, what is this contraption? Yeah. And he's like, this is a chariot to convey you to whatever you desire. And Winnie is straight up like, well, we desire children. Yeah. And he- the bus driver is like, well, it might take me a couple of tries. But- right? <laughs> I can make that happen or whatever. That was the first time I had really heard that line, too, yesterday. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Calm it down. Put your dick away. Seriously. So they get on the bus. <laughs> they do, and he takes them to the children. <laughs> um, But, yeah, they, they get off the bus, and then they're, like, really confused because she smells children everywhere. But she doesn't see any She doesn't children. see any. They think they're hobgob- hobgoblins. Yes, they're running around trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. And then they see, they turn and they see um, Satan. Yeah. You know, their, their god, I guess? Master. Their master, it. yes. Yeah, this part was, this part is funny. A little bit weird. Yes, very weird, actually. To invite three just random women into your house where your wife is sitting in the living room with her hair and curlers. And yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not sure what he was doing at oh, all. Yeah, like, what the purpose of it all was. He was, I mean, he had his bowl of candy, like he was giving out candy to trick-or-treaters, but it was also sort of set up like a party inside. Mm-hmm. But no one came. But no one came to it. But anyway, he invites them all inside, and then he's like, uh, I want you to meet the little woman. Yeah. And when he's like, he has a little woman. <laughs> I think it's funny. Yeah, so that whole little thing happens, and while that's happening, I guess they get kicked out, right, by the by the wife? Yeah, because Sarah wants to dance with the guy. Yeah. Then they, uh, Mary picks up the scent of Max, Danny, and Allison again, mm-hmm. which is um, where their parents are dancing the night away for Halloween. Uh, Danny, Max, and Allison are already over there. Allison and Max find Max's dad, and they're like, there's these witches, and his dad's like, hmm? 
Mm, you guys getting together? Is this the issue that you're having is that you don't know how to woo her or whatever? And then Danny is off holding Binks, trying to find her mom. And the mom turns around. She's dancing. And she's not concerned at all that her child is in the middle of the dance floor. Yeah. With a cat. Yeah, it just seems normal. And she obviously more into what she looks like and being Madonna than she is that her child is. Yeah, she has those cone boobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their their parents are a little bit distracted. Yeah. So yeah, Max runs up to the stage and takes the mic from mm-hmm. the the musical group and um, starts talking about the legend of the Sanderson sisters and which everybody knows right get get on with it and everyone's like hey yeah (laughs) I love this and uh he's like I lit the candle and brought the sisters back and everyone's like laughing oh my gosh it's so funny and amazing I love Halloween and then he's like they're right there and the light points to I don't know who's doing the lights (laughs) in this town hall he's on point um, but he like shoots the lights to these uh three witches and Winnie doesn't miss a beat and she's like, Thank you for that marvelous introduction. Mm-hmm. And then starts singing. One of the best scenes in the movie this, happens. I put a spell on you, don't know how she knows that song. Or I, how they choreographed that whole dance number. Yeah. I mean they, they fully have a choreographed number and the band is also like hey yeah let's do it yeah let's go <laughs> along with it just take up this musical. i love this scene yeah it's my favorite well bet midler is so great yeah so i don't care how they found out what the song is or the words or the dance numbers they're just witches they just know yeah they're just and they're magical creatures. creatures explained away with they're just witches mm-hmm the kids piece out of there mm-hmm. while the witches are... At this point, they um, head to the high school. Yeah, which is right around the corner. How did they get in there? I, you know, I don't know. I guess they just leave high schools open in the 90s. I guess so. They they leave the high school open. They leave the office open, the, like the school mm-hmm. office, because Max gets in there and um, uses the PA system. To try to get the Sanderson sisters to... Uh, to like an oven yeah. furnace area it's it's uh, i believe that it's like a walk-in kiln mm-hmm. which i have never seen such a thing first of all in a high school in a high school especially where it like they get in there because they've put like a boom box in there with a french learning tape mm-hmm. um anyway they walk in there and uh they close this door and turn on the kiln, uh-huh. and it bursts into flames, which is also, I don't think, how kilns work. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, so, yeah, they're all, they're burned in there. They're just stuck in there, being yep. roasted. Roasted witches. Um, Danny Max and Allison go out, and they are celebrating their victory over the um, apparent destruction of the witches. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> the, uh, the sisters survive, not mm-hmm. it, totally sure how they open the door, come to think of it. <laughs> um. And they're witches, they can get stuff open. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know why they didn't open it when they were on fire. Because they are dumb witches. They are dumb. So, uh, the sisters pop out of that oven, they're mad, they mm-hmm. go home, 
and uh, they're running out of time. Winifred does this super iconic thing where she goes to the window and yells book mm-hmm. in, in like a sing-songy voice. Um, um, so Max and Allison, meanwhile, are in his beautiful room. And what are they trying to do? Um, Danny is asleep. She cuddles up with with uh, Binks and she's asleep. And then Max and Allison start to cuddle. And mm-hmm. she's like, I probably should go home. It's 3 o'clock in the morning by this point. She's like, I probably should go home. He's like, or you could stay. <laughs> you know, it's already 3. And she's like, nah, I'll go ahead and I'll just take a, a thing of salt with me so that I'm safe on my walk home. Oh, they decide to open the spell book to, I don't know what kind of spell they were going to do, but they decide to open the book. And when that happens, a beam of light shines out of the window. And Winnie's able to see that from her cottage. And so she knows exactly where the kids are and exactly where the book is. So she's on her way over. And they check to see if the parents are home yet. They're not because they're still under the spell and dancing the night away. And then they go and check on Danny one last time before Allison leaves. And they pull the covers away. And it's not Danny, it's Sarah. Mm. And uh, Winnie and... Mary are in the closet with uh Danny. I don't know where Binks is at this point. I don't remember. So now that they got the spell book back, they're able to remember what the, the potion ingredients are. Mm-hmm. Danny's tied to the chair, and then they try to force her to drink the potion, but she um, is able to avoid it long enough before Max arrives. He again tries to trick the witches. Well, successfully. So, yeah. Into thinking that the sun had already risen so that they could rescue um, Danny and Binks. They head straight towards the graveyard where Billy is waiting for them. Winnie is floating outside the gate and patiently orders Billy to kill Max and be done with it all. And he just grabs Max, uh, Max's pocket knife, and he slices open the stitches on his mouth. I thought this was very disturbing as a child. And moths uh, fly out of his mouth. And dust. I read that the moths were real flying out of his mouth and that it wasn't CG. Ugh. Yeah. He's sick of his ex-girlfriend and then he teams up with the kids. Yeah, because he's a good zombie. Yeah. He lets Danny stay inside his open grave where she'll be safe. Allison sprinkles salt all around it and um, the witches are ready to attack. Yeah, so the witch... The witches... (laughs) Uh, start their attack and Winnie knocks Billy's head off again <laughs> and Danny being a dumbass gets out of the grave and picks up his head mm-hmm. and gives it back to him and Winnie's like perfect and uh, <laughs> snatches Danny where she tries to get her to drink the potion and he binks leaps onto the broom and uh, scratches Winnie so that she drops this potion and uh, Max catches the potion and is going to smash it if uh, Winnie doesn't let Danny go. And Winnie's like, if you smash it, I will kill her. And so this is a, a situation for Max. Can't smash it because he'll kill, they'll kill Danny. Right. So he decides to go through door number three. And he drinks the potion himself, forcing Winnie to release Danny and take him instead. Um, she calls him a fool for sacrificing himself for his sister. And then drags him high into the air and attempts to inhale his life force 
despite his wild struggles. Mm-hmm. Danny, Allison, and Billy managed to hold back Mary and Sarah <laughs> by yanking the cord of the vacuum cleaner uh, that Mary is using as her broomstick. Uh, they start to fly uncontrollably past Winnie and Max, and the two lose their balance and fall to the ground. And Winnie claws all over the graveyard. Not sure how she's fine, actually. <laughs> um, she's a witch. Yeah. What? No. Etc. Witches, etc. <laughs> so she she picks up Max again. She's she's sucking his life force down, <laughs> and um, right at that moment. The sun peeks over the uh, the hill, and um, yeah, Winnie is turned to stone. I think it's kind of funny too that she's turned to stone, and the statue looks nothing like her at yeah. all. Um, and then they all all the witches turn to dust. Yep. Uh, Danny hurries to Max's side and just cannot believe that he would sacrifice himself for her. So yeah, then everything gets kind of wrapped up nicely. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kinda. Well, yeah. Billy, uh... Goes back to sleep. Goes back to sleep, (laughs) which is real cute. He, like, does Mm a stretch and then falls backwards. And then they're, like, they're all, like, yay. And then they're, like, wait, where's Banks? And then they see his his little body lying on his sister's grave (laughs) because he had fallen from the witch's broom. And uh, Danny is upset and confused, doesn't understand why he won't get back up. But we know and we learn mm-hmm. that the curse is finally broken. Um, Danny hugs Max and Max hugs Allison. It's all just... It's all good there. All happy and wonderful. And Max and Danny's parents at this moment um, like stumble out of the yeah. front door of the <laughs> town hall. And Dad's like, I thought L.A. was a party town. <laughs> yep. Well, so, so, yeah. yeah, that's the movie. Well, except the very last thing that you see is the book in um, mm. the cottage that opens happens. its eye, yeah. looks around. Mm. And then the credits roll. Well, so what are your favorite parts about the movie, Maddie? I love... I know we hit some of them yeah. as we were going through. Yeah, like I said, I love the part with the bus. I think that's really funny. Um, I love the part in... Satan's house, because I just think it's funny that he, when he says, I want you to meet the little woman, and yeah. uh, when he's like, he has a little woman. Um, I like the singing part. There's also a part after they leave, <laughs> after they leave the town hall that witches do, where they're like, Mary's like, I smell. And they're like, what, what do you smell? And she's like, I smell. And they're like, what, what is it? I smell scrud. <laughs> like, Wait, what? <laughs> And she's like, you know, it's a bottom dweller. Sometimes you can get it with, like, some lovely breadcrumbs. <laughs> Come on, Kathy, no shaming. You're ridiculous. Um, pretty much anything where Kathy and Jimmy is being ridiculous. Yeah. I also love uh, one of the earliest scenes in the movie uh, when he opens the door to the cottage or opens the window and she's like, another glorious morning. Yeah. Makes, Makes me, me sick. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. I love everything about Danny, mm-hmm. except for her screech. Yeah. I love the different personalities of the sisters right. and how they just kind of, they just bounce so well off of each other. And I just, lo- I love their reactions to things like the 
pavement thinking it's uh, a black river. That was really funny. Uh, and then when Satan's wife, the little woman, says, aren't you broads a little old to be trick-or-treating? So is there anything that you don't like about the movie? Uh, yeah. I don't like any any time that anyone says the word yabos. Mm-hmm. I think that is super uncomfortable 100% of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, some, uh, there are some critiques. I'm sure there are a lot of critiques. And then, honestly, I did not look up very many critiques of this movie. There's no diversity at all. Yeah. Um, it's a very white situation. So as they, as they do, I mean, it's really well cast. Um, definitely for the Sanderson sisters, I think they did a great job. If they're doing a, a, a remake of it, you probably have some non-white people in there. Might be a good idea. Um, well, and you actually brought this up and gave it to me to say as a feminist rant, but there's a lot of emphasis put on virginity and particularly kind of suggesting that Max shouldn't be mm-hmm. a virgin and that you're not really a man until you're, you've lost your virginity, et cetera. Um, so I think I, I do agree with that argument that's like, all right, we get it. Yeah. They just, they just keep, you know. Well, you're a virgin. I yeah. can't believe it. Um, I don't like the bullies, like I mentioned. I think they're super lame and not really needed to help move the plot along. Um, and then the cat could be a little bit better. I'm interested to see what they will do in a remake for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. He just looks like a stuffed animal. His mouth never really aligns with what he's saying. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, it was just so weird. I just keep imagining Sabrina the Teenage Witch's cat, mm-hmm. which I think his name is Salem. I imagine his voice coming out, which is a little bit more like a comical voice. Right. Which would not make sense, really, for this movie. But, well, maybe it would. But not for Thackeray's character. But I imagine his voice coming out of it. And then every time I get Thackeray's voice, I'm just always a little disappointed. (laughs) There are definitely some plot holes, too. Yeah. Well, that's Hocus Pocus. Do we think it holds up? I think yes. Yeah. I do, too. It's a very enjoyable movie to watch, mm-hmm. despite its its flaws, which, of course, there are some. Yeah, for sure. All right. You, we've talked a long time. You ready to close oh, it out? Oh, boy, we have talked a long time. Yeah. All right. Well, that about does it for today on There Are Lots of Things. Thank you for listening, and as always, it was so much fun to hang out with you and discuss Focus Pocus. We hope you had fun with us this week. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, where you'll find today's show notes, along with a fun trivia question that will give you a hint about next week's episode topic. You can also leave show topic suggestions there, or email us at talent.podcast at gmail.com. That's T-A-L-O-T dot podcast at gmail.com. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to our podcast over at Apple Podcast or wherever you stream your podcast. While you're over there, give us a shout out and leave us a review. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.